1: Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts.
0: Hello, and welcome to Been There, Done That on Joy 94.9. I'm Chris. I'm Gordon. And that leaves me to be Phil. And... We are speaking to you for the last time for about nine weeks because we're going on holidays and uh, unfortunately we don't want to load the whole of the show's performance onto Phil's shoulder. Because it'd be (laughs)
2: a (laughs) takeover.
0: No, 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 no. we're not that unkind. It's uh, because the job of putting the show together is, it requires three brains.
3: Two and a half anyhow, you could, I'm only half. Oh really, Gordon, (laughs) stop it. <laughs> no, we don't confuse brains with wit.
0: Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that, Joy's History Program. We've made it our History Program, and it does seem that we can find lots of gay stories, gay people, people with very interesting storylines. And today's show is going to be full of peoples with stories to tell, including Stephen Fry, Brian Epstein, Michael Jackson... Uh, let's see who else. What about King Ludwig II of Bavaria?
3: Oh, the mad bloke.
0: Well, yes. <laughs> and, and also, not to forget his fellow compatriot, uh, Karl Heinrich Ulrichs.
3: He's going to be very interesting to talk about. Him. Oh, he yes. He is going to be very interesting. So you'll have to stay and listen for that little bit. We'll also be
0: talking about maybe Botany Bay Day.
3: Oh. <laughs>
0: or White Australia Day mm-hmm. Oh yes, yes, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like that And we might even make a comment about POTUS again oh, The wheels seem to be falling off his tricycle <laughs> And I'm not <laughs> sure whether there's going to be enough wheels left But then we're looking from afar and throwing up our hands in horror Things are a little bit of a, a worry there for some people.
2: Not only people who live on this planet. Thank
0: yes. you very much. There's lots of other little stories that we'll be talking about. We'll have a guest in, Tristan. Mm-hmm. Tristan Beecham's going to be in, talking about all the Queen's men and about dancing. Throwing your legs in the air, throwing your body around. Just being moving fit. gracefully
3: across the floor.
0: Oh, <laughs> you will be our expert on that, Gordon.
2: I suspe- I thought you were supposed to dance like no one's watching. Oh, well, you could if you went in the dark Which room. Which wouldn't be very graceful. <laughs> wouldn't be very
4: good.
0: No. <laughs> but first off, let's talk about Stephen Fry. Born on the 24th of August, 1957. UK actor, comedian, presenter and author. An all-round, totally frantic,
3: busy person. Yeah, he's got... He has some very interesting quirks. He's a person that collects gadgets. He says he owns the third Mac ever sold in Britain. Yeah. because his friend owns the first two. <laughs> and he's Douglas Adams yes, Douglas from The Ad- Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's right. Oh, yeah. right. And he also has just about every version of a mobile phone that's ever been issued. He he's collects them, you know, and he's he's got oh. this quirk about being a... A first adopter. If you've read his book, The Moab, My Moab is My Washpot, it's about his life as a schoolboy when Ooh. he went to boarding school and how he survived. He's Jewish, but his parents sent him to a proper English boarding school, but he hated it because he couldn't do what he wanted to do. Very individualistic sort of person. The whole book goes through this thing right up to the time where he went to jail for credit card fraud. It's his he's very some... early autobiography because he's written two other parts after he, that.
0: Yeah, he's had a rather confused upbringing. Highly individualistic, mm. but also uh, he has shown in his life that he's had some mental problems that have affected his behaviour. Mm-hmm. He uh, acknowledges, and in print and in on mm. camera, that he's bipolar. Uh, he's also had fits of depression, and he has learnt to uh, manage those.
3: The black dog he yes. talks about occasionally. Yeah. But
0: he's also such a complicated person that he acknowledged very, very early in his life his homosexuality. What was his famous quote, please, Phil?
2: When asked about when he first acknowledged his sexuality, he quipped, I suppose it all began when I came out of the womb. I looked back at my mother and thought to myself, that's the last time I'm ever going up one of those. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Not a good visual. Not a good visual, no, not at all.
0: He found comfort in acknowledging his his homosexuality, his sexuality.
3: When when he came out of jail, he, he applied to go to Cambridge, and he went to Cambridge where he met Hugh Laurie. Who, and they became great mates and they wrote Fly and Laurie and, and, and other radio programs. He's appeared on Laurie's thing about the doctors in America. He's often in there as another doctor. It
2: was a TV show called
3: House. House. He was that's Dr. Right. House. Yes, Dr. House, yes. And, and he was and, a wisecracker know it all. Hugh mm, Laurie, that is, not Stephen yeah, Fry. And free, yeah, and Stephen Fry makes guest appearance on this every now and again. And, but he's also very interested in all sorts of things. He does travelogues and all sorts of things that he puts onto television. He's a he very, does. very, very, very. What would he call Peripatetic. it? Peripatetic. Yes, he's every, he does all sorts of things. He doesn't leave his mind closed to one to one sort of thing. No, and only. he has so
0: much fun with QI, even though it is repeated and oh, repeated and yes. repeated. But, but he's but no longer on it now. No, no. Well, yeah. Sandy is is finished as well. Yeah, has she? So, yes. Oh, right. So oh. uh, an, another gay presenter, Sandy Toxvic. Mm-hmm. So Stephen is.
3: He's a man of many parts. In, oh yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he right. married his partner, of course. Oh, yes, he is. He 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 married his partner. Because he could. Because he could in (laughs) Britain, yes. We're we're still getting on. We'll get onto that a little bit later. Yeah. Mm. Uh,
0: Someone who died on the 27th of August 1967 was Brian Epstein, the UK artist manager, including the Beatles he managed. He was born in 1934, but uh, he, he didn't really have that much of a life. He was very young when he died. Yeah. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. We know him only from his managership of the Beatles right. and their prodigious production schedules mm. things mm-hmm. like that. But uh, they
2: had no problem with him being gay. They knew he was gay, and John Lennon teased him a little bit. Yep. But I'm sure he teased everybody. But yeah, back in the 60s, they were fine with it.
3: That's right. Well, there was quite a few few well known artists in the recording sessions in the sixties that were gay. Mm. There were a lot of them. Quite okay. They they didn't care. They were making great music. So and it was selling. People loved it
2: yeah so the Beatles did seem to be popular didn't they they did seem to be popular a couple of records here and there
0: it does seem that once you've surrounded yourself with the cloak of being famous you can almost get away with anything that society might permit or might not permit
2: well the the rules change as you go up the ladder yeah Yeah.
3: look at look at noel coward born in a very lowly circumstances but made a name for himself on the British stage. He became friends of royals and had uh, Princess Margaret used to go to his island of Mystique for her holidays with her boyfriends and all the rest of it, you know. So this is what happens when you become... if, If fame takes over, you don't have to worry about your sexuality.
0: You certainly do not, it would seem. We've got some positive examples there, but one person who was born on the 29th of August, 1958, more of the modern era, Michael Jackson... Mm-hmm. He died in twenty fifth of June two thousand and nine, aged fifty.
3: But and getting back to the Beatles, Michael Jackson bought their whole output, their whole their library, their library, their complete library. Michael Jackson owned every song that the Beatles ever made, and eventually that went back. Uh, I think on his, I think when Michael Jackson died, I think they did they sold, gave sold it back to somebody else, didn't they? You the can't family, take it with you. You can't take it with you. That's right. Yeah. So the Beatles and Michael Jackson have an involvement with one another.
0: Well, we we know that Michael Jackson had such a prestigious output as well. Mm. I don't know what it was. I think it was started out with a, as a little kid being so precocious, and then having the musical ability to carry through his teen years and then into adulthood. It was uh, amazing.
2: But his skill was as a performer. Mm. He didn't produce the music. No. He didn't write anything. He
0: he was quite magical with his motion oh. Dancing with his physicality Well he, he was
3: didn't... so skinny that he couldn't perform in windy weather <laughs> <laughs> But he did, he did he, Everybody tries to copy it now it was the moonwalk that he, he perfected That was another one of his, his little bits and pieces that he could do Well why don't we hear a piece of music from the Jacksons Can you feel it?
0: Ooh, there it is You're on Joy Been there, done that Gordon, Phil and Chris You're with Chris Gordon and Phil. Been there, done that on Joy 94.9. You're with us on our history program. We're going to be talking about Ludwig, King Ludwig II of Bavaria, and another mysterious person, karl Heinrich Ulrichs. First off, though, King Ludwig of Bavaria, born on the 25th of August, 1845. The Mad Swan King. He died on 13th of June 1886, we think sometimes it could be murder. It certainly didn't seem to be something rational for him to do, which was to walk into the
3: lake. In the old days, of course, he was able to get away with a bit, but eventually the people in charge decided that he was a bit off and decided that they might have to get rid of him.
0: He yes. was eccentric, but he had a bank balance <laughs> that he could use to furnish his eccentricity. Because Bavaria was a pretty wealthy place at that time, wasn't it? it was Not only then, but now. Yeah, yeah. On the line, we've got Dr. Douglas Pretzel. Are you there, Douglas?
4: I'm there. Yes,
0: oh, yes. you certainly are. Ah, thank you very much. Ludwig, how come that he was able to be so out and outrageous and loud?
4: He was the king of Bavaria. And at the time, Bavaria was nominally an independent nation. There, was, uh, there were moves to bring all of Germany together. But he, he rather overstepped his mark in that constitutionally, he wasn't an absolute monarch, but he behaved as if he was one.
0: So the the coffers, the, the royal coffers, were his private bank balance. Yes. And he could favour any of his whims, even to who he would consort with. Yes. I don't think he really was in favour of uh, the marriage that was set up for him, uh, and he uh, I think he pulled out of that about a week before the event. Was that my understanding of history?
4: Yes, uh, absolutely. And actually, there's a connection with Karl-Heinrich Ulrich as well. Do you want me to talk about that?
0: Well, he was of the same era, and mm. uh, that's what I was going to make, the connection between the, basically in the Germanic states, and one would have been able to observe the behaviour of the other, and how society respected or didn't respect both of them. But go ahead, please, uh, Doctor.
4: Yes. So there was a particular event that happened in, in Munich in 1867 on August the 29th. Um, this was uh, there was a conference of all the lawyers in the whole of the German-speaking world. So that included Austrians, Germans, people from Limburg and Luxembourg, um all the German-speaking lawyers to talk about how they could converge their legal systems and if there was to be a future German state, um, what the criminal law should look like there. So one of the issues that should have been uh, a primary issue was the fact that the sodomy laws were not the same for all the German states. So some places, like Bavaria and Hanover, had no sodomy law, but other places did. So... Karl-Heinrich had sent a proposal in to this conference that uh, it be debated whether there should be a sodomy law in a future German state. He was not allowed to do it, so he registered a protest and was allowed by the Presidium to give the protest on the last day of the conference. He did that, and this was the very first gay rights protest anywhere in the world. And there was someone who was in the audience when that was happening, and that was Ludwig II. Wow.
0: Sitting in the audience
4: and listening to this. He'd come in specially. He hadn't attended any of the rest of the conference. He only came in to hear Ulrichs.
0: Now, Ulrich did declare his love for men. Yes. He had a particular name for it. Uh, and yes. It, and he, it he wasn't called, homosexual.
4: That's right. So... Um, Basically, when he started writing, the only words that were around were either boy rapist or uh, sodomite. Um, so he decided these were uh, pejorative terms, so he invented his own term. And that was urning, All right, in English, uranian.
0: And that, that sounds like an old Greek term from one of the Greek gods.
4: Uh, that's right. He, he was a Greek scholar, um, had won many awards for that and he uh, went to Plato's Symposium, uh, where Pausanias makes a speech about the origins of uh, sexuality, and he declares that the Aphrodite derived from Uranus, where no female was involved in the birth of the Aphrodite, uh, that would be the symbol of men who cleave to other men. Uh, so that's why Ulrich used that, urning, as in from Uranus, uh, to describe uh, men who had uh, sexual and, and romantic desire for other men.
0: Wow. Now, he Carl had already come out to his family, and that would That's have been right. a bit of a shock to them. But he, he yeah. was already well and truly known in the public service as a lawyer and academic. He was gay, although he never used that word as well. he He just had these yearnings.
4: He was dismissed from the civil service in, in, in Hanover um, because it was discovered that he was um, he was homosexual. And that was in 1856. He he didn't actually start his writings until 1863. Um, and for the first four years, he was entirely anonymous. So no one knew who he was. The pseudonym he used, Numa Numantius, was famous. Every earning throughout Germany knew who Numenamantius was, but he'd never put his own name against anything. By stepping up onto the stage at the Congress of uh, Jurists, he identified himself as Numenomantius. Ah. so that was his coming out.
0: That is a coming out. Stage. It was in front of the jurists, so he yes. was he was trying to affect the law. Well and truly, thereby creating uh, some degree of normalcy to the activities, to f- propose equality of one sort or another, and mm. also the recognition of this other group of people that weren't mm. recognised anywhere else.
4: That's right, and he he, he there were several proposals that he had that um, you know were very forward-thinking, very modern. So, for example, he he said at one place that um, all earning men should come out publicly and that by doing that, that was the only way society would change.
0: Wow.
4: I mean, people were saying that in the the 70s and 80s, much, much later. The second thing he said, he called for gay marriage. Wow. That's Uh, modern. On several occasions, in several books, he saw that it was a uh, a basic issue of discrimination where the church... Or the state says that um, uh, sodomy is an act out of wedlock. Hmm. That's only because the state deprived people of wedlock. Wow, <laughs>
0: that is so modern. And apparently yeah. he also demanded women be given equal rights. So this That's was right. a, a, a real shock to the emancipation. And let's, what was happening to black people in the U.S. at that stage? They were seeking emancipation as well.
4: So there was oh, this. It was, it was the Civil War era. Mm, the so there was half,
0: a whole worldwide movement of emancipation of equality mm, of rights.
4: Mm, that's right. Um, there was there was a certain thing that happened in in the mid nineteenth century. There were, if you like, transitions across a whole lot of different countries. I and mean, you saw about in eighteen forty eight. There were revolutions that happened in European multiple European cities all at the same time, and this was about people. Thinking about their rights and thinking about how their individual rights related to the state
0: and the modern parlance of homosexual and heterosexual arose with a fellow compatriot about twenty years after the exposure at the the Congress of the Jurists, mm-hmm. and that's where we get our modern language.
4: Yeah, so uh, Karl Maria Kurtveni was actually a correspondent of Ulrichs. and the very first time he used the word. Homosexual was in a a letter to Karl Heinrich Ulrichs in 1866. Um, He later published two anonymous notes that were sent to the German Diet to persuade them to not have a sodomy law, and they are the first published instances of the word homosexual being written. He, He later wrote another paper where he used the word heterosexual as well. So. Kurt Benny was uh, quite a, an odd character, but he was the uh, he was the one who formulated the, the terminology from 1866 onwards. Um, but really, in, until the First World War, "uranian" or "urning" was much more common than homosexual yeah. uh, in scholarly circles and also in uh, in ordinary society.
0: Well, I think we should really put Karl Heinrich Ulrichs on the map in our mm. thinking, because there we are. 29th eight,
4: of August, 1867, which this 29th of August will yeah. be 150 years since he did
0: that. And he does have respect within the German-speaking communities and in other parts of Europe, and, uh, mm. but doesn't feature yet on our radar here in Australia. So Mm. everybody has their coming out story, and that is a pretty powerful one indeed.
4: It is indeed, yes. (laughs) He's a remarkable man.
0: So let's not lose track of that one. Dr. Douglas, thank you very much for your input today. We really appreciate that. And we'll speak later, I hope, because you're doing a paper on this, I believe.
4: I I am. I'm At the moment, I'm completing a thesis on Karl-Heinrich Orrish, and will be continuing the study of his correspondence. Uh, in due
0: course. Well, listener, there you are. Some expert advice and information from Dr. Douglas. Thank you very much, Douglas. Talk to you later. Thank you, Chris. And thank you.
1: Bye. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9.
3: And you're listening to Being There, Done That with Chris, Gordon and Phil. And in the studio, we have a very special guest, Tristan Meacham. Thanks so much for having me here. Now, Tristan, All the Queen's Men's Dance Club, when's that?
1: Yes, so uh, All the Queen's Men run uh, a dance club for LGBTI Elders. Uh, It's been going almost for 12 months now. At the Fitzroy Town Hall... And each month we have a wonderful celebration and Gordon is um, a regular attendee of uh, this wonderful event.
0: He's been boasting about
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's actually a fa- fantastic evening. The next uh, dance club that we'll be having is on is in September and we're changing the date. Normally we have it on a, a Thursday evening, but we're going to change it to see if other people would like to come. And we're hosting the next one on, the, on Sunday the 10th of September at 2pm at the Fitzroy Town Hall.
3: And it's always a great way for older people to get together and have a bit of fun. Absolutely. Because as you get older, you tend to become like shadows. It's nice to be able to get around with your own age group and have a chat and a talk and a dance. Mind you, I like old people and young people, but, but the, the anybody can come, can't they?
1: Absolutely, and we do welcome the whole LGBTI and allied community, but it is specifically for LGBTI elders, um, but everyone is welcome to come along and, and, and support and, and create create a wonderful evening of dance conversation and social interaction. So, well, it's it, a lot of fun. It's great.
3: like that. And the best best thing about it is that when you're dancing you're exercising yes you don't realize how good the Exercises that you get from dancing—that's very true. Yes,
1: and you don't have to be a good dancer. I have no dance skills at all. Uh, as Gordon knows, I, I move about quite freely, and it's quite embarrassing. Uh, but there are um, all all um, dance uh, experts or non experts are welcome. Uh, we have some very professional dancers who come and dance uh, every week, and they're very skilled social dancers. Right down to those that have no dance skill like myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking that. Uh a lot of these dances where you actually have a partner Mm. that you hold That's novel.
1: Mm, absolutely, and well, it's a lovely thing to be doing as well. That um, you know, you can be involved Girl with gems,
0: touch, boy gems.
1: <laughs> well, you, you're <laughs> always allowed to sit, sit out of a dance if you. Do. No one's forced to do anything that they don't want but, to. But but it's always encouraged. But it can it be two
0: guys and oh, or two girls? We
1: prefer that at the LGBTI uh, elders dance club. Absolutely, we <laughs> prefer two two boys or two girls or uh, two uh, two. Um, uh, Trans uh, Trans uh, people as well Or, or non-gendered uh, people Everyone is welcome That's what's a really fantastic thing about this dance club We have uh, such a great group of people there There's no judgement Everyone is welcomed And everyone does have a really good time I it's think It's a at the fun,
3: end of fun time I can guarantee that And the best part about it is that they have people there That can teach you dances That's true If you don't know how to do something One of the ladies will get up and teach you the Absolutely. movements of a dance And you can what, do that What did Ginger say Rod Say to Fred Astaire
1: She does backwards on heels. Well, you can bring heels as well. We encourage that. <laughs> um, and Just uh, so you know, it is a free event. There's delightful catering and drinks provided, but it's also free for the community as well. Wow! It's a wonderful, wonderful monthly event, and we, we, we hope to do it throughout 2018 as well. Oh, good. It's supported by the City of Yarra. We do have to give them a, um, a, a thanks because they give us the beautiful hall, which is actually quite a wonderful place to be meeting once a month in.
3: And it's very easy to get to it's on the public transport. Absolutely. Trams down Brunswick Street.
1: Absolutely. Um, great Great for a chance to have a good dance, to have a a bit of a mingle with people that you may not know. And um, And
0: what was the time of day or night again, please? Uh,
1: So the next one that we have is on the the 10th, Sunday the 10th, and that'll be from 2 till 5. Ah, right. And normally, we hold it normally on the first Thursday of the month, uh, usually at 5.30. But we've decided to mix up the next one. Is that
0: a weekend? That's correct, yes, Sunday. Right. Mm. Very good then. So there's no excuse
1: why you shouldn't be able to get out free transport? Correct.
0: Wow.
1: I like your thinking, absolutely. So we're going to test it on, normally we host it on on a Thursday, mm-hmm. and that's been good for a lot of people, but we've also noticed that maybe some people aren't able to come on, yeah. on an evening, it could be a bit too late, especially during the winter time. So we'd like to see how it works on the Sunday and test Terrific it then. Terrific yeah. And absolutely free transport, free event, so you, there's no excuses.
0: Gordon, you keep boasting that <laughs> dancing is bloody
1: good exercise.
3: Well, a German company did a, or scientific Company did a survey. They had runners, dancers, mm. swimmers, and gym bunnies, and they tested them before they gave them all this three or four weeks of whatever they had to do. And, and then they came back after they had done all that. And the fittest people of the lot of them were the dancers.
1: Oh, goodness me! And also probably you were able to exercise and have fun while yes, doing this it. This is right, yeah. I used to be. I used to run, mm-hmm. and let me tell you that that task is pretty monotonous there's not a lot of fun to that but dancing certainly makes you smile as well as drop the pound the dance club is confirmed till the end of the year as well so it happens every month Mm -hmm. you can check out um, online for details the next one is sunday the 10th and then we'll go back to our normal thursdays for october so the first thursday of the month for october and november and then we're going to try the sunday again for the end on december in december
0: modern dancing you know where you stand alone and Is that also available? Absolutely.
1: We do have different Mm. styles of dance. Um, uh, From the social dancing, the more traditional waltzes, uh, uh, we've even tried a tango once or twice. Um, That was quite fiery. But, yes, absolutely some more line dancing has Mm. always been very popular. We do – I'm a big fan of the nut bush. But line dancing, that used to be terribly popular
0: in the – Eighties and nineties. Whatever happened to clogging?
1: I would love to introduce some clogging. Uh, I um, am a big fan of the Rainbow Cloggers and yeah. also uh, that amazing group. And 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 there's still fantastic cloggers that are doing mm. that are teaching clogging. Yep. Maybe it's something that we should ask, invite some experts to come in and maybe host a guest. Well, uh, I guest think uh, there'd be uh, lots class. of
0: lesbians who thought they were out of the social scene. Would love to come back in. Yes, I, I can tell you
3: him. that my clogging shoes are still home <laughs> in the wardrobe. Yes. Now, what
0: else, Tristan, are you, are you able to tell us about your activities, please?
1: Absolutely. Well, I have a very exciting announcement that I've been working on for quite some time with a group of wonderful artists and LGBTI elders uh, from around uh, Victoria. It's very exciting to announce that we will be presenting the inaugural Coming back out ball at the Melbourne Town Hall. Uh, this is an event that will be uh, a premiere event of the Victorian Seniors Festival. Yay. Uh, and it will be a huge takeover of the Melbourne Town Hall on Saturday, the 7th of October at 6 pm. Right Now this event is going to be quite the do, taking a lot of inspiration from the old art balls and the beautiful celebrations that happened of yesteryear. And we have the one and only Robin Archer hosting this event with some beautiful performances from Carlotta, from Deborah Cheatham and Tony Lalich. Uh, from an amazing performance artist from uh, America and the UK, Lois Weaver, performing her character Tammy Why Not. Uh, <laughs> we will also have uh, the one and only Jerry Connolly performing. Kathleen Maguire will be conducting the music. It's, uh, it's going to be an absolute spectacular celebration in honour of LGBTI elders. The event is free to attend for LGBTI elders. It will include dinner, dancing and drinks, and it will be certainly the social event, we hope, of the year. It will be a safe space in the Melbourne Town Hall. People's Palace, in effect. Absolutely. Taking over the People's Palace. Yes. One of the largest civic venues in Victoria. And also making sure that uh, LGBTI elders feel like that that place is for them as well.
0: Well, there is marvellous support from the City Council and also
1: the State Government Absolutely. for gay activities. Absolutely. So we, we have been... LGBTI activities. We have been very lucky that this project has been supported by some um, amazing organisations to make it possible that it's a, a free event for over 500 people will uh, be able to attend and I should really give them a shout out because without them I wouldn't be able to um, ic- announce this very exciting uh, announcement but it is in the Victorian Seniors Festival, a premiere event for that wonderful festival that wow. also has some fantastic LGBTI events that will be ha- taking place throughout that program in association with the LGBTI Ageing and Aged Care Conference which will be happening the, a couple of days beforehand mm-hmm. so it, it's a really nice lead in to, to, to that and the project is supported by the Australia Council, through the City of Melbourne, the Margaret Lawrence Bequest and the Victorian State Government and the project's been auspiced by Auspicious Arts Project and the Victorian AIDS Council. So we thank all of those parts. But I think it'll be a fantastic night to be able to dress up and connect with new people or connect with old friends. Uh, We really do encourage people to book online, comingbackoutball.com. And we hope it's a real fantastic celebration of LGBTI elders.
3: I would just like to say that on several Facebook pages, I've seen comments from people that have read about the coming back out ball. This looks like a hoot. We've got to go. And that's, they've been booking... To go to the ball Well so I have to
1: say That one of the hero uh, images uh, One of the hero stars Of the coming back out ball Is the one and only Gordon Wilson And do I have to say Those photos uh, One of the most handsome men I've ever seen And I think that that, 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 that that the hero images Of the ball Are anything to go by It's going to be A very great event You Trist mean the our, check? The check is Gordon in the mail here, our, <laughs> our Gordon Absolutely mm. our Gordon Wow <laughs> But he's on
2: radio For a reason
4: <laughs> well, he's also got a face for TV. He's got a face for TV as well. Let me say, let me say.
0: Oh, well. Sounds wonderful. We've had put some details of that on our webpage I as well. I think we should do too. On our Been There, Done That podcast page. So thank you very much indeed, Tristan. It's a pleasure to Sounds be here. Sounds like a couple of wonderful events coming up and I love the Sunday afternoon concept of a, a dance get together to kick your
1: heels up. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. Bye. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au.
0: You're with Chris, Phil and Gordon. Been there, done that, Joy 94.9. Thanks for being with us on our last little program before our nine-week break. What about what is happening in the background for both the Town Hall event as part of Seniors Week and also the regular Dance dance club
3: club Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, at the Fitzroy Town Hall too. It's a have you ever been there? Have you ever been no, to this? no no no? Is it's that the one in the Hall. back street? Yes, it's in Napier Street. I usually catch the tram and get off at Hanover Street stop and just walk through. When you're there, you know it's a it's very easy to get to. It's a, just a happy, nice place to be. But the city of Yarra are the main sponsors now. They're in the news lately, aren't the, they? They have been naughty. They're no, they have them's best friend. They're my best friend. <laughs> They, oh, they oh. want to cancel the 26th of January, and so do I. I've always wanted to cancel the 26th of January, even when I was a young person. But I then th- you're from the West. But that didn't mean – it meant absolutely bloody nothing over there. Exactly. And, and, it, and why? Well – it was nothing to do with WA, and
0: it was as I call it. It's really Botany Bay Day.
3: Well, that's about right because they didn't. They landed on the twenty-sixth of January in Botany Bay, and then they went round the corner and found Port Jackson because yeah. Botany Bay was going to be useless.
0: Now, can I just remind people that about four days earlier than that, mm-hmm. my, one of my ancestors actually bumped into some islands in Bass Strait. Yes. The Furneaux Group, as they're called. <laughs> That's right. That's me. King Island, Flinders Island and everything. Mm. This is on the 22nd and 23rd of January. That's right. And Captain Cook, who was supported by Captain Furno he was the one who said, right, well, um, you can name them after you and we'll head on up the coast now and see what we can find there. So, in fact, Furnow Island Day is younger than botany bay day.
3: And that's right and they don't celebrate the 26th of january on splendors I, 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 island they have furneaux island celebrations yeah. for the Furnow local community f- yeah, yeah and i was reading about that in the paper this morning actually it was really very very interesting how they have decided from the the local islanders who didn't want the 26th of January, so they decided hmm. that they would have their festival on Furno Day, yeah. which is the, when, when Captain Furno hit the island. He didn't yeah. hit the island, he sort of pulled up and had a look. <laughs> Put on the Put brakes. The, brakes. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Wharf. the wharf wasn't very developed at no, the time. No, <laughs> but, but what a wonderful idea. And, uh, and not so long ago, the city of Fremantle wanted to give up the 26th of January as yeah. well, because as, as I say, over in WA, it means absolutely nothing it's nothing to do with WA because when they when they went there, the whole of the east coast of Australia was New South Wales, not Australia. Really,
0: it wasn't until m- quite recently that the Australia Day was such a great big carry on.
3: Oh well, that's only because of Mr. Howard. He wanted every, he made everything move to Sydney for. Oh, he was sy- Sydney centric. Sy- yeah, Sydney centric. But
2: it's only been a public holiday for a few decades. That's right. Yes. We're not talking about something that's been done for two hundred years. No. 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 So it's in its infancy that's and it right. should be done correctly.
0: Yeah, and a lot right. of people are suggesting that the 1st of January is the more appropriate well, day just, for yeah. Australia Day, but then that was for the Constitution, which is now falling into disrepute. Mm-hmm. So therefore, <laughs> we might actually have to have New Constitution Day or Republic Day. Or
2: rename it to the more correct White Australia Day. Ooh. Because it doesn't celebrate all Australians. No, no especially,
4: especially not. those well, who were invaded but you well see the, we,
0: we probably need to have the new constitution that does offer respect to well, that, uh, our original inhabitants and perhaps even us
3: well what about us yeah, yeah. What, what about recognizing us to start with but i I've, I've been on, on about the um, constitutionality of the indigenous people for years and people take no notice of me you know i i just i just think it's so wrong to leave a whole human population out of any count which they are counted now thank god for the referendum back in the 60s but they should be in the constitution and and it wasn't the fact that the constitution happened on the first of january it was the actual foundation of the commonwealth of australia yeah is australia is the first of january 1901 that's
0: the legislative that's the
3: legislative day that was made to to, for the commonwealth of australia and when they landed and they were in here australia wasn't even called australia it was it was, was Terra Australis. Flinders called it, We should. it was Terra Australis when he was stuck on an island in Madagascar or somewhere on his way home, and he said it could be called Terra Australis. And so they liked the name in England, so they called it Australia. Joy, 94.9.
0: 19th of August, 1907 was the rabbit roof fence, the longest fence in the world, was completed Mm. now was this to isolate the the western australians
3: (laughs) keep (laughs) them out it was to keep the rabbits out actually because they the rabbit population had expanded so badly since it was brought into the victoria as a as a a game thing to do for the people that were of class to hunt uh, with their shot with their guns to shoot the little rabbits, but they developed very, very quickly and spread right across Australia, actually, and they were trying to stop rabbits from getting into WA.
0: It was the subject of a film, though. It wasn't about rabbits. No,
3: it was the the three young girls that uh, had been stolen from their parents because they were supposed to be not fully Aboriginal. They were supposed to be half-caste or something stupid. And they took them uh, right down, and the girls decided they were going to leave and they walked the whole length of the ra- rabbit-proof fence now, hold back on. Home. They
0: were taken away from country as yeah, young girls. As young girls. But then the girls decided to get back to country.
3: That's right. That's exactly and what happened.
0: they couldn't get there because there was this bloody great big fence. No, no, no.
3: They knew that if they followed the fence, they would be home. Ah. That was so the was idea of following the fence. Or all northwards they or northwards They went back towards the Northern Territory, which wow. where they came from. So they knew that the rabbit-proof fence was very close to home. And so they, oh. they just followed the fence. It's a magnificent, magnificent movie. It really is. And when you see the way that they the, the children were just grabbed by the white people and put them into, throw them into cars and all the rest of it and just took them out. It's just, but it's a bloody good movie. And it really shows you what they had to put up with. Shocking.
0: It looks like the clock is against us. We've had our time on the soapbox. We're getting a little bit bolshy of late, haven't no, we? No,
3: so. very very quickly.
0: <laughs> what, what, what does bolshe mean for those who Well, it who comes don't. from
3: the Bolsheviks which is the Russian Revolution.
0: It's uh, a derogatory turn for people who get up and stir up trouble, trouble. And, and, mm. and challenge
3: Challenge the way people are thinking to, to try to think another way So we might have a new name for the show when we return. The Bolsheys what, the the bolshe bolshe Grumpy Brothers. Hour with
2: Gordon <laughs> <And the> tabagrizzle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think we're not we grumpy. don't whinge about anything and everything.
3: We just we just give people a thought well, to remember. we're
0: it. rather grateful for the rights that that we enjoy. And, we, well, as far as I'm concerned, I don't see why other people shouldn't enjoy human rights as well.
3: Can I just say one thing? If you haven't already logged on to your electoral office, go and do it and do so that you can get a postal poll for this stupid bloody thing that's coming up. Okay, Go and yeah. have a holiday. We're going to have a holiday, aren't we? We
0: are. In nine not weeks together. Time. Not no, together. in no. nine weeks' time we'll be back. We'll be able to talk about our stories, about how we've been there and done that. Mm-hmm. Like Hopefully Wait, when we'll you say
2: we... We're referring to only two of the three.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> but you travel for, you've got a trip to Blackburn every time, every now and again. Yes, and I don't need a passport for that. You don't either, uh, yes.
0: But I am using the Royal We, of course. Oh, are you? I'm, I'm also one of the Queen's men.
3: Are you? Oh, right. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, we're going actually on a gay river cruise down the Mekong.
0: Wow.
2: Like group. the Flintstones, they had a gay old time.
4: Yes,
0: they did, didn't they? And, their <laughs> <laughs> and Phil, we've got to thank you for all your Simpsons jokes for the last few weeks. And there will anything. be more.
2: It's still being produced. Yes,
0: <laughs> that's right. Thank you indeed. Lovely to have you with us today, but you're going to have to listen to us and some of our shows on podcast. And where will we find those? At joy.org.au yes. slash been there. Or just go to the web page and
2: look on the program grid.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. Nine weeks' time, the 24th of October, we'll be back on air. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.
1: This Joycast is a free
0: service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Joy 94.9.